And that's oh, kind of what you need to see. Aparan Shangun? I forgot what he says. Always. Always. That's right. That's right. Man, if you met me there, that would have been a great joke. That could have been clipped. Sorry. You can't clip it anymore. Go on. That's not going to (laughs) happen. Overall, I thought. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. What is going on, everyone? You are listening to The Summit State of Mind, the podcast of Dream Shades and Stepbacks and everything Houston Rockets presented to you by the Apollo Podcast Network. I am your host, your Commissioner Kenny, and with me as always is my brother, my tag team partner, the GM Justin. Follow all of us on all social media platforms at JP underscore Mirabueno at Summit Commish at Summit SOM Pod and at Apollo NBA and at Apollo HOU. GM, game one. Preseason in the books. In the books. Rockets man. beat the Pacers 122 to 103. Mm-hmm. A game with everything. We had offense. We had <gasps> defense. We had we an had, ejection. We had an ejection. <laughs> we had chuckers and shooters and passing and creative outlets. Oh my goodness. It is the dawn of a new era in Houston Rockets history. Absolutely. GM, we close it out on a win 122 to 103. Two wins today. Rockets and Astros. How are we feeling today? We're feeling good. Uh, You know, the Astros played very well today, hoping to close it out tomorrow afternoon. Uh, And then the Rangers look like they're about to advance. So if the Astros do win, it could be a a Texas Derby over there. But anyways. I'm not here for Texas Derby. That's not what we're here for. We are here to talk about the Houston Rockets. I want to beat the Hoosiers. Go on. (laughs) Well, with that being said, the Houston Rockets won this evening, 122-103 over the Indiana Pacers. And what a performance from everybody. We had six players score in double figures. Okay. To name a few Jabari, Al P, Jalen, Fred Van Vliet, Tari Eason, and Cam Whitmore. What yeah, a time to be alive. I'm excited just at the fact that this team actually played well and that. You know, you you were playing, you were going against the... Well, first of all, let's talk about the the big... Well, the elephant in the room, first and foremost, and that's the ejection of Dylan Brooks. Let's just... Let's open up with that. Dylan Brooks, uh, staying true to the name, four minutes into the Mm. game, decided that, hey, man, maybe I just didn't need to take my talents to the preseason. Maybe I'm better than that. Maybe I need to take it beyond (laughs) that. I'm going to go ahead and play in the season. Get me into the showers. I have a dinner I got to catch. I am truly the villain Mm. of this team. Four minutes in... Uh, he had a, a a nut shot to uh, Daniel Tice in Former the opening, Rocket, in the opening minutes, which ultimately led. It was on a pick, which he went around, which I, you know, I want to get your thoughts. Personally, for me, I didn't think it garnered an ejection. I think it just happened to be, I think you're guilty upon the fact that, first and foremost, of your... Uh, your attitude and and the rep that you've kind of created for yourself, I didn't think it warranted a flagrant uh, two. I don't think it warranted an ejection. I think it, in my opinion, it looked accidental. It just seemed like it happened yeah, to hit there. Yeah, I think yeah. the fact that it stayed there for a minute, mm-hmm. he didn't immediately move away. Yeah, because it could have been flagrant one probably mm-hmm. with the initial nut shot. I think it's the fact that it kind of kind of it lingered. Yeah, <laughs> is that the word for it? I mean, kind of lingered in there. It's it's a reputation so. type of technical. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, I'll run our test, and, right? Uh, as a flagrant two, you know, that, that's just that you can just chalk that up to reputation. Uh, Dylan Brooks got it. He's a villain. And I guess he's going to live up to the villain moniker from day one, game one. Not even game one regular season, game one preseason. I'm just here for the overreaction. This man took it seriously. I want to know how everyone else feels. I'm curious. Like, 
It's the matter. It's the it's the fact of the matter is that he is going to be Rocket's villain, living up to the villain moniker, yep. which is kind of a shame. Um, on a on a microscope for this very moment, um, it doesn't mean anything. However, he doesn't. It, it is kind of the precedent though for the rest of the season, which yeah. is going to be important. Um, one of eighty-two games. Once it starts happening, once the real games start happening, you can kind of use this moment to kind of gauge. Okay, what can I get away with still, and what I can't get away with? So yeah. It, it, it seems like Dylan Brooks is going to be the guy. You know, he's going to be the Rodman. He's going to be the Ron Artest. Mm-hmm. He's going to be the Draymond Green of the of, of the 2010s. Like, this is the guy that everyone's going to kind of zoom in on. So, for every little mistake he makes, yeah. like tonight, mm-hmm. it's going to be... it's going to be uh, Under a microscope. Yeah. It's going to be largened, and it's going to be bigger than what it actually is. Uh, mm-hmm. If it was someone like an Alperin Shangun, for instance, I don't think he would have yeah. gone a flagrant two. So... You know, that happens four minutes into the game. You know, let's mm-hmm. go ahead and fast forward. Let's talk about the totality of the game now. The Houston Rockets uh, played very well GM defense. Let's talk about that first and foremost. The defensive scheme, uh, the switch, everything mindset that they had. Mm-hmm. Al P getting able to move visually and laterally. What what kind of your takeaways defensively from the game here as the Rockets did win 122 and they did hold an uh, Indiana Pacers team that played their starters. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, what is it? Sands, Miles Turner, obviously. Um they kept them down to 103 points. What were your overall opinion of the uh, defensive aspect of the game? I feel like the defense is definitely a work in progress. You can see that there were issues in terms of the switching. Uh, positions weren't always there, um, especially in transition. They didn't look too hot, but I can tell you this, that Emeyadoka would probably have them shooting on all cylinders by halfway through the season. Um, but you know, it, like, like it's it's a work in progress. It's game one of the preseason. Everyone's trying to work out the kinks. But the good thing about the Rockets that you can see is that the foundation is there. You got key blocks from Alperin Shangun. You got key blocks from Jabari Smith Jr. Uh, the defense in the post was very impressive from everybody. Uh, Amen Thompson was even in there affecting shots. So with with all of that, like it, everything looked fairly solid. You don't want to nitpick too much because there are definitely certain issues there. But GM, uh, this is this is. This is preseason game one. This is the time to overreact. Yeah, I mean, Jalen like got caught on his back feet. Jabari a Smith too much. is the second coming of Kawhi. Let's let's I mean, overreact. Let's I, talk about it. I tweeted it. Defensive Player of the Year, Jabari Smith Jr. What are you talking about, dude? I retweeted. I tweeted. He said that. He said that. Like, he defensive said, Player of the Year yesterday. <laughs> so I don't know what you're talking about. I was just like, oh, Defensive Player of the Year, dog. <laughs> yeah. dog. I claimed that shit. Yeah. The day we drafted him. So. Yeah, that's true, it's true. No, it, there, there's a lot, obviously. And, mm-hmm. you know, like you said, we don't want to, you know, jokingly and just, we will say overreaction, but obviously not to overreact. But a little. What you mean? We are emotionally invested. We to are, 100. man. I'm just so excited for this this season. It's just going to be such a fun season. You can already tell right out of the gate. This team is electric, man. Yeah. There's an electric factory here. I'm going to take that from the, was it Seattle Manners? I'm going to take that from y'all, okay? I'm going to I'm gonna, I'm gonna inherit that and bring it to the Rockets. There you go. We are a bit of an electric factory. It's exciting time to see. GM, another thing that kind of stood out to me. Let's go, we, let, you know, this is kind of just a review, so we're going to be ping-ponging back and forth. Ping-ponging, not really a word. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you call it? Backhand? Serve? What the, I don't know what you call it. I don't know. I don't know. Pickleball. I don't. I don't know. Yeah. You guys train me. But uh, Fred Van Vliet, uh, just kind of instilling that calmness mm-hmm. in the half court offense. Something that this team has not had yeah. since a certain bearded uh, point guard, shooting guard, was in the on the Houston Rockets. Talk about Fred Van Vliet here. Uh, Ten points, four assists, one rebound. Only played twenty five minutes. Obviously on the low end because uh, it's preseason. So. 
what were your overall opinions of Fred Van Vliet? For me, f- getting to see Fred kind of just come in and immediately just instill that, you know, mm-hmm. this right here. <sighs> yeah. That calmness into the yeah. game. Seeing cuts. Jay Sean Tate feasting. Tari Eason feasting. Jabari Smith on pick and rolls feasting. Just being able to see and to kind of dissect the game at an elite point guard level is Fred Van Vliet. Mm. Very impressed with what I saw. Kind of set the tone for the preseason right out of the gate here. You can tell that the movement, the shiftiness, it's different with him on the floor. Absolutely. How do you feel overall about seeing Fred Van Vliet uh, in his uh, Rockets debut? <laughs> two for two, by the way. Uh, I, well, I didn't end the night two for two, but he started yeah. off two for two from three, and everyone caught him the second coming. Yeah, then he went one for ten. Larry Bird slash Steph Curry. Hey, leave me alone. It's my boy. <laughs> no, but honestly, uh, it was nice to see one thing, is that... A real point guard wearing Rockets red. Uh, going from Kevin Porter Jr. and Dacian Nix to going to Amen Thompson and... Uh, oh, which uh, we're going to go into in a bit. Fred oh Van my Vliet. Goodness. Like, let me tell you this. Like, Fred Van Vliet's vision and calmness on the court could be seen throughout, not just with him, but with everybody. He was finding people left and right. Uh, Jashawn Tate cutting to the basket. Uh, Jalen Green, Al P, Jabari. Fred was feeding the ball to everybody, even Tari as well. Uh, it was just, it was magnificent. It was an amazing thing to see someone that knows how to run the point guard position and to play it well in that calmness. And I think that type of uh, personality will help a lot with the youth. And we saw it tonight. And Fred Van Vliet didn't affect the box score too much with his scoring, but he affected it in more ways than one with his passing and just putting the guys in the right position. The defense was there as well. I'll say that for sure. But Fred Van Vliet definitely brought it tonight. And it's it, it, it's it's just so refreshing as a Houston Rocket fan to see a true point guard on the floor. It's nice. I, I, I can't wait to see how Fred Van Vliet continues to mentor the youth. And speaking of youth, let's shift over from the starting point guard to the backup point guard. Absolutely. Amen Thompson. By the way, it's said as Amen Thompson. Not Amen. It's Amen. Amen. Uh, like U-H. Uh Men Thompson. Yeah. Shout outs to uh, certain people that aren't saying it properly. So let's go ahead and talk about Amen Thompson right now. Um, obviously nothing to uh, nothing to sneeze at really. Uh, mm. he, sh- he really struggled from the field shooting wise. And if you were not watching the game and all you saw were stats going down the stat line, nothing too impressive. Seven points. Oh, we got nine rebounds. Though. That's actually pretty dope. Uh, three assists. Not much to sneeze at in terms of of uh, stats. But however. His movement, his shiftiness, the way that he affects the game, mm-hmm. pretty top level for a rookie, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. GM, overall thoughts on an Amen Thompson on his Rockets debut? Uh, the tag team. Well, there's three. There's two dudes that Amen was very good with in terms of finding them in their spots. One, Jay Sean Tate. Two, Cam Whitmore. Obviously, with Cam Whitmore, they played together in summer league. They were the rookies that were drafted together, so they must have practiced a lot together. But Jay Sean Tate, the way that he was cutting to the bucket every time Amen had an opportunity to pass him the ball, he was finding passing lanes for Amen to find him. And Amen, you can just see like the way he was running the break, calm, and the way that he was finding these guys throughout, you know, in the paint, on the perimeter. Amen Thompson is definitely going to be the next dude. And the guy's vision is so refreshing. And at his height, he can see over these guys. This guy is going to be real. It's only game one of the preseason, but we already knew this. I mean, his and first Thompson is going to be real. His first bucket was shaking the man off the dribble on a crossover, going right. This is where he's elite, in my opinion. Yeah. At least offensively, his yeah. finish is elite. Mm-hmm. Going hard, 
uh, broke left, shifted right on a on a breakdown of the defender, goes right, finishes with the left hand. Yeah, that, dude, there are. Uh, it was Jay- smooth. Yo, yo, smooth. Can we teach Jalen Brown how to shoot a shoot a left-handed layup? Like, yeah, right. <laughs> I'm, t- uh, you know, shout-outs to Jalen because yeah. this is what this is what year five, year six people can't even do. Like, it's insane to see. Like, Amen Thompson. Yo, straight up, dude. Amen Thompson is he's gonna be legit. I'm sorry. You can already kind of see it out of the gate, and we're gonna see it away as it continues to play out. Uh, not much to talk about here. It's just a season debut, preseason debut even, so we're not even going to jump too much into conclusions on that. Let's move forward now. Let's talk about one, my son, Mr. Jabari Smith Jr. My mm. God. Okay. I, my homeboy came. Okay, guys, here we go. All right, here we go. I know everyone wanted to know how I felt about it. Uh, Jabari Smith Jr., 14 points, six rebounds. Three letters, baby. Solid stat line. No, three letters. Do you want to know what the three letters are? MVP. H I M him. Okay, touche. I'm telling yeah. you right now, Jabari Smith Jr. is different. He's yeah. a different player. Mm-hmm. He's a different player. I'm just I'm gonna say this right out of the gate. Mm-hmm. His control, his pace, his ball handles have improved. They've tightened up. Mm-hmm. You're seeing so much, and so, so little. Like he's carrying what he did in summer league to now. Dude gained a couple pounds of muscle as well. Being able to control the floor, being able to kind of set up his three-point shot. I'm telling you guys, 38 to 39% from three mm-hmm. for the season will truly unlock the Rockets in terms of being uh, maybe a 35-win team to mm-hmm. possibly a 45-win team. You can get mm-hmm. 10 more wins. You could get a plus 10 just alone on Jabari Jabari Smith's improved shooting, a true yeah. X factor by all stretch of the imagination. GM, overall opinion on Jabari Smith Jr. on how he overall performed in tonight's game. Uh, he put, he performed very well. He was very aggressive from the bump. I mean, he had a couple possessions where he pulled up from three. There was that one possession where he got the block. Uh, that that was a beautiful possession there from him, and he was able to get himself on the post on the wing. And he was just he was making buckets. He was playing very aggressive. He was trying to establish himself in terms of being a threat off the dribble, and he succeeded. The, the the movement of him from last year to this year is night and day. The confidence is all there. And if he can if he's able to put it together during the regular season the way that he looked today, we're gonna see a completely different Jabari Smith Jr. And I I was I was enjoying every minute of it. The guy looked like he was a man on a mission. And it's it's unreal. Like Jabari Smith Jr. is definitely the the X factor. What do we call it, Ken? What? He is, he's, he's the he's the Bari factor. The bar oh yes, the Bari factor. He's yes, the Bari factor. Yeah, that's right. Yeet, 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 yeet. I'm gonna start creating. It. I'm gonna do something, man. I'm. A, I, I think. I think we should create something with that. I think. I think we got something with yeet. I think we should definitely do something. If y'all could think of something for us, go ahead and do it one time. Mm-hmm. Um, GM, like I said, we don't want to overdo it in terms of the game here. I do want to highlight though one Jalen Green. Obviously, mm-hmm. all eyes are gonna be on him, mm-hmm. looking to take the next step. Look. We're in preseason game number one, preseason game number one of five, with none of the full eighty-two games played. Mm-hmm. Um, we're gonna we're gonna do very we're gonna try very very hard to not overreact here. Jalen Green, 
overall reaction in terms of how his game was. Um, I saw, like for me personally, I saw a lot of acceleration, deceleration. I, d- I wanted to see more of the deceleration. I think that was the most important, at least offensively, that's what I wanted to see from him. I wanted to see him and how he was going to perform on that aspect because we know we can go... Zero to one hundred, like in the span of a second. I'm not yeah. worried about the zero to one hundred. Mm-hmm. I'm worried about going from one hundred to fifty. Like that's what I want to see—the deceleration. Yeah. I think that that is something that all the superstars have. I think that is something that um, separates you from the rest of the crop of the NBA. There's a reason why these stars and superstars are on the top, like one percent of the entirety of the NBA. Mm-hmm. And what makes them great offensively is their ability to go from acceleration to deceleration. I want to see that improve. I got to see it just a little bit. <laughs> Another importance for me was defense. Um, I did, got to see defense. It, it wasn't perfect. There were a few miscues uh, here and there. But overall, I mean, staying in front of your man, very important. Jalen Green with the added muscle as well, being able to power through uh, to not just get bullied around and maneuvered around and pushed around. He's starting to kind of implement that power that we've kind of not that we have not seen mm-hmm. on the first two years. But year three, Jalen uh, debut here in game one. Overall opinions. Jalen Green, all star. It's going to happen. Wow. The man's got a mustache Bold. and a goatee now. Bold. Let's be real. My man, my man is growing up. He's taking the leap. The year three leap is happening. And tonight was just the beginning. Excuse me. I mean, outside of his defense, his defense, obviously, there's a little bit to be desired. But I think that in due time, with film and being around Ime Udoka, things will definitely change. But all the tools are there. And you can see the decision making. He had the balls and he had the ball in his hands a lot more. Uh, Fred Van Vliet conceded to him to let him bring the ball up the court and let Jalen see what he what he felt was the right decision and play to make. And that is definitely a responsibility for Jalen. And what we're seeing now is that Jalen is being empowered in the Emiyadoka offense. But as time goes on, we're gonna see that Jalen won't be the guy that's gonna take his guy one on one exclusively. He's going to have to find his spots in Ime's offense and find the places where he's going to cook. And we'll see that progress, not just through the regular season, but also in the preseason too, man. I mean, it's going to happen slowly but surely, but Jalen Green is going to be that dude. And let me tell you that this is just the beginning. He, he looked really good in most parts of his game. And even he had that one dunk on the spin move that didn't even count in the second half, but He's he just looks so much more fluid, so much more confident, and he's just he's got nowhere to go but up, man. With the way this roster is built, and with a head coach like Ime Udoka, sky's the limit for a guy like Jalen Green. And uh, you know we shouldn't be afraid to say that an All Star appearance is definitely not outside the realm of possibility. It's really not. And and looking at his stat line right quick, five of twelve from the field. He didn't make a three tonight. He went oh mm-hmm. four. Um, if you take away those four threes, he actually went five of eight from the field. There you go. So that's actually really, really solid. So anywhere inside mm-hmm. the three-point line, he went five of eight. The glaring statistic that I see from an offensive standpoint, one of five from the free throw line. I think my man has uh, improved, tried to improve all fat sets, five sets of his game, but he decided to fat sets. Fat, fat sets. sets. Fat he decided sets. to include all fat sets of his game. Shout Jeez. out to James Harden. Um, hmm. <laughs> and uh, I was a joke. Calm down, everyone. Um, I, I kid, I kid. One of five from the free throw line. So it seems like maybe that was neglected because he is a good free throw shooter. So it, like I said, we're not going to react, but one of five 
from the free throw line. Twenty twenty percent from the free throw line. Come on, Jalen. We know you're. Come on. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna give you crap. It's game one of the preseason, yeah. but yeah, you know you're better than that. You know you know you're better than that. Because <laughs> he makes those. He look. He makes those four free throws, and he goes from what eleven to fifteen points. So you mm. never know. Like, and yeah. luckily it's a preseason game for one. Luckily number two, we blew him out. But you never know when the games start tightening up. I, you know, hopefully those free throws start coming in. I think it's just also getting into the rhythm of the game, getting back into like game shape. And I think that's it. I mean, you can be in great shape, but to play in games against competitors against opponents, it's a, it's a little bit different. So we'll see what happens there. Happy with his game overall. Let's talk about uh, the center, the starting center for the Houston Rockets now, Mr. Alperin Shengun, four mm-hmm. of eight from the field. 15 points, four assists, two blocks, five rebounds. Um, look, he's the starting center of the Houston Rockets. What what impressed me, what I can say out of the gate, the best thing that impressed me, lateral movement, side to side, defensively at the center spot. Mm-hmm. I think for him to succeed in the NBA, he has to be able to play that position properly i think it's unfair that he gets compared to Jokic. i don't think he should ever be compared to i mean he can be compared to Jokic lightly mm-hmm. i don't think it's fair to call to compare him to the reigning defending mvp the reigning defending <laughs> mvp of the league and the current you know reigning nba, NBA champion. champion so and was he finals mvp as well he probably yeah he was finals mvp as well okay. so i think it's a lot yeah. to live up to you mm-hmm. know you're basically trying to live up to akim olajuwon light kind of in a way so i'll pee but but the thing that stood out to me overall was just his ability to kind of be there defensively. And I think what's going to buy him minutes later on, and, and it's not even the beginning of the game that I'm worried about, the late stages in the fourth quarter. If he mm. wants to be in the big moments, he has to exist defensively. Just yeah. exist. Mm. Just be there. Yeah. Just move side to side because they're going to headhunt you. That's the thing. They're going to try to headhunt you on picks and pick and rolls on switches they're going to try to make their presence known uh defensively to try to make to try to remove him uh from the game so defensively i was impressed some miscues here and there that's going to come with the territory on a brand new coach on a brand new scheme and a brand new defense gm yeah. overall thoughts on an operation first uh official start under the new era of the houston rockets i mean he, he led the team in scoring with 15 points uh he tied, looked, he, he, tied, he, tied, he, tied. no i think he led tied it. tied with Cam Whitmore. <laughs> oh, wow. Look at the that. The human microwave. Look at that. Nah, I'm uh, just LP looked pretty good. I would say that, uh, the, you know, the defensive possessions where he was able to stay in place, affect shots, he even got a block. Uh, he looked very solid. But, I mean, obviously there were certain possessions where he just looked like good old sloppy LP from year two. <laughs> I mean, you know, I think that's going to happen with goes, progression. Oh, pal, sloppy. <laughs> he like, he like them sloppy like, joes for you. God, <laughs> hey, stop it, stop it, lady! You're scaring us. <laughs> but oh, I love. I mean, Al, Al Pete, he even hit a, he even hit a three. He did hit with a confidence, three. and that's oh, kind of what you need to see. Aparan Shangun. I forgot what he says. Always, always. That's right. That's right. Man, if you met me there, that would have been a great joke. That could have been guys. clipped. Sorry, we can't guys. clip it anymore. Go no, on. That's not gonna happen. <laughs> uh, uh, overall, I thought he looked good. There were definitely moments where he was just like, you know, Al P was looking like the best player on the court. And there were moments where he looked a little lost and um, a little confused. I think that's just all part of the adjustment period for him going from Coach Silas to uh, Coach Yadoka. Uh, but overall, I think he's going to be the guy that they're going to have to play through. 
And in order to get minutes at the end, he's going to definitely have to play some defense. But I think it's there. The foundation is definitely there. Uh, it's just a matter of making sure that your body's moving with your brain. And I think that's what's going to happen. I think you don't want to see LP thinking too much, especially on the defensive end. But once it becomes a little instinctual, that's where the improvements will occur. And just as long as you're in the right place at the right time, you got Jabari Smith helping out on the weak side. So there's just going to be a lot more help than what he's accustomed to. He's surrounded by a bunch of defensive wings. Uh, Jabari, Tari, Dylan Brooks, uh, even Jayshon Tate. Like, there's a lot of players that can help him out in terms of just protecting him. So I think that there will be a lot uh, more positives moving forward. If I can say it from a baseball perspective and to add on to what you were saying, Alp having protection, having uh, a good support system surrounding mm-hmm. him. Yeah. I think this is the best support system he's had in his entire career so far mm-hmm. in year three. Um, but when I think protection, I think of, you know, well, well, let's reference it from another spot. Let's reference it to baseball. Um, Jordan Alvarez, for instance, you know, a man's on a tear of four home runs right now. Yeah. Um, absolutely killing it. Sorry, guys, I'm stepping us out of the summit into the juice box. But um, four home runs, absolutely killing it. He's mm-hmm. batting like 500 right now. Um, but overall, like, the idea, I think, that the commentators were saying were, oh, just walk him, just walk him. No, you can't just walk him because now you have players behind him yeah kyle tucker yeah jose abreu protection and i think lp this is this is what's going to help him grow this is what's going to help mold him into becoming because we know what he is offensively i'm not worried about what lp supplies offensively we know he's a fucking wizard Mm -hmm. not from washington but we know that he can basically really set the guys up like a um like a Jokic. Mm -hmm. however what's going to separate him and, and elevate him is to make sure that he plays well in the defensive end. And I did see a lot of promise there. Plus, you're going against you're going against Jock Londale practice, man. Jock Londale's a, a like he's aggressive as hell. So even Jock Londale even said it. Jock Londale said he said he has all the tools. I push him at practice. Mm-hmm. Like I I make sure I make my presence known around him. And he's gonna ha- and now he has, you know, you know, you got Bobon playing against him and you got Jock Londale. And you got to. He didn't, he didn't look too good tonight. No, I'll say no, that. no. Jock yeah. Lando did not look fantastic. We could work on his finishes around the rim. I blame Justin and his. Yes, mate. I think. I think the accent kind of. I think the accent ruined it. Yeah, it's all my fault. No, I'm just kidding. Justin, mm-hmm. you're fine. Don't blame yourself. You're good. I'm just kidding, buddy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so like I was talking to one of my when I used to be a teacher. I was talking to my kindergartners. Don't feel so bad, buddy. You're fine. Um, overall. Look, this game was uh, a success. Game number one officially uh, in the books in the preseason. The Rockets did. Uh, Overall finish. Oh, let's touch up with Cam Whitmore. Oh, my bad. I'm sorry. Well, no, I was. Well, I was trying to get my lead in there with That's, Cam Whitmore. Okay. But no, good point. Good point. Go ahead. All right. So Cam Whitmore. Oh man. All right. Let's talk about this. 15 points. Let me say this. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, oh, I'll, let me give a stat line and then okay. I'll let you talk. Yeah. We'll go 15 points, six of ten from the field, mm-hmm. three of four from three. Yeah. So he was. He did work there. Yeah. That is my timer. Don't don't mind me. I had something else going on. Uh, we had four rebounds. So we had, a, a, a for all intents and purposes, a solid game on the stat line. Actually, a really good offensive yeah. game. Uh, he looked good in, in most respects. Uh, he looked very confident. Uh, he was nothing short of confident, honestly. You have to worry he, about confidence. He looked very smooth. I don't think he's going to lack and anything you, you, when you, it comes you, to that. You could see the talent. The talent is there. He looked so good in terms of being able to utilize his speed and getting his shot. Uh the one thing that I would say is that you can pass the ball, bro. I mean, he doesn't know what the extra pass is. I don't know if pass is in his uh, vocabulary. Uh, he missed a lot of passes tonight, but 
he shot the ball very well, so understood, right? The only thing we don't want to see is that he becomes a black hole later on in the regular season. But with it being game one of the preseason, I do believe that Ime Yudoko will probably take him aside on you know uh, in film and remind him, like, hey, these guys were open. Uh, that probably could have led to a better shot. So I think that it's fair, but at the end of the day, he's still a rookie, and he shot 6 of 10, he, 3 of 4 from 3. Uh, overall, he looked really good. I'm gonna say that for sure. No, he looked great, and and I'll I'll give him that. And I'm gonna call him at least for now. What what is slower than a microwave? A human oven? Uh, sure. Okay, slow yeah, he, he's he's, he's not slower. a microwave, but he maybe he's a turbo cooker. Yeah, maybe a, a turbo quicker than the uh, than the oven. You know, quicker than the oven, but yeah, slower than. Maybe a microwave. He's, a, he's an air fryer. An air fryer, the human air fryer. Yeah, there you go. Faster <laughs> faster than an oven. Slower we're di- than a we're microwave. We're digging deep. We're digging now deep. We're digging real deep. But I think Cam Whitmore. It's look. We know he's not gonna lack anything of confidence. I don't think he's gonna shoot as much as he did during the season, as much as he did tonight. I don't think he's gonna get that green light as often. I think Ime probably was like, "Hey, man, preseason. Mm-hmm. We'll see what you can do." Yeah, you know what I mean. If yeah. you want to, if you feel like the shot's there, take your shot, play your yeah, game. That's fair. Empower the guy to play his game. I get that. I support that. Um, I'm fine with that in game one of the preseason. I'm fine with him finding his way. And he, for the most part, was successful. Um, I would like for him to dish out, make the extra pass, see the totality of the game. But hey, he's the he's the youngest player, or he was either the youngest or the one of the youngest players in his rookie class, mm-hmm. 19 years old. He's going to start getting when the rhythm of the motion. It's literally just game one of the preseason. I'm mm-hmm. not worried about it. Now, granted, if we are in game five of the regular season, and he is not shooting six of 10, if he's going two for 11, and he's like the third or second yeah. Well, I would say third uh, most field goals attempt on the entire team. I'd be like, all right, Cam, we got to have a talk. But until <laughs> 10, if he's going to go six for 10 the whole way, fuck it, man. Might as well. Go off. Go, go off. Go, yeah. You know, go do work. You know what? You know what, my man? You know what he deserves? He deserves a yeet. Yeet. There you go. Yeah, we'll yeet. give it to him. We'll give yeah, it to yeah. him. Yeah, yeah. We only say yeet to people we actually feel like deserve it. And in a yeah. positive aspect. There you go. There you go. And, uh, you know, because he was playing like a dog. And speaking of dogs, I do want to close this episode about talking about one particular player. Dude. Dude came in like a dog. Because one of our other dogs decided to get ejected. And then he freaking turned up. Fucking got his ankle turned. Because and he still some played. big center landed on his damn ankle. Yeah. People thought he was going to be gone for... Yeah, I thought he was going to be gone the entire preseason. Dude came in in the third quarter. Overall, shot 5 of 6 from the field. 11 points. 8 rebounds. 1 assist. Mm-hmm. 2 steals. Dog. If we were going to pick a dog of the game... It's definitely Tari. Woof, woof. Easily. Tari motherfucking Eason. Holy shit. Yeah, Tari played Spotlight well. like the man one time, Absolutely. dude. Put the focus on him because he deserves it. What a way to close out this episode because, my goodness, like, first of all, he got the braids. He's trying to muck it up. Yo, man, I'm the second coming of Kawhi. Let's do it one time. And he's freaking doing it. He's doing the work, um, keeping the ball alive. Creating, you love to see it. Creating uh, more plays for the offense, stopping... Uh, getting stops on the defense and creating more opportunities to get your team to succeed, whether it's on the offensive point of the court or the defensive point of the court. The, the his footprints, his blueprints are all over the court. Mm-hmm. GM, dog of the game has to go to Tari Eason. Overall opinion so far, at least on game one of the preseason, he looked great. I'm happy that uh, he played. I mean, I was a little concerned with the ankle, but it just shows how much of a dog he is by coming in and playing the second half and still playing really hard. He's playing conservative, but that's understood. It's preseason game one. Uh, but that's kind of the type of DNA that Tari Eason has. He's going to play hard no matter what. 
Uh, when he's on the court, he's going to give it his all. So, hey, man, let's it's it's great to see it in game one of the preseason, but let's hold it a little bit for the regular season, man. You, you don't need to do it. You got nothing else to prove. You're a dude. Dove to the floor. Everyone knows you're a dude. So we appreciate you, brother. Can we hit him with a your Yeet. Oh, I was going to do the Kel Mitchell. He's a dude. She's a dude. No, We're all dudes. I just yeeted But you know him. what? I'll hit you with Yeah, he deserves it. Yeet. Yeet. And dog of the game overall will go to targets. And we're going to do dog of the game. Maybe we'll take one from Beyond the Diamond and do dog of the week. We'll maybe see. we'll wait for that during the regular season. Patent maybe. pending. Maybe. Who knows? Maybe. Is Yeet going to find its way into the season? Maybe. Maybe? We'll see. Who knows? Look, overall, guys, uh, overall closing thoughts here. Um, there's nothing much to be said here. The, the games in preseason technically do not count. But for us... As fans, uh, as media, as people that have been following the Rockets from day one of our childhoods up till now, um, seeing the rebuild happen from beginning uh, till now, um, it's just such a breath of fresh air. I can speak for the GM as well um, in saying that we're just happy the fact that we can actually watch some competitive basketball again in Toyota Center. And we feel like we're going to get some semblance of consistency here. And I did mean it. I did tweet this out uh, earlier this morning when I did say that the the rebuild is officially over. Um, I'm putting all my chips into this basket, mm-hmm. and I truly believe it. And I feel like you can believe it, too, that the rebuild is over. They need to move on and start playing competitive basketball and start racking up not just wins, but yeah. consistent overall wins. Yep. We're going to start seeing it here. Uh, GM, we're going to have game two uh, that is going to go down for the Houston Rockets. I think we got... On Thursday against San Antonio Spurs. San Antonio Spurs. So it's going to be the meeting that everyone... Oh, actually, no, GM. It's the Pellies. Yes, we got the Pellies coming up first. You actually got the Spurs on Monday. Touche. Next Monday. So we do have uh, Rockets at Pelicans on October 12th. That's coming this Thursday. Um, And then we have the Rockets Spurs. That's a key matchup for everyone. That's obviously Rockets fans or even basketball fans. You're going to have Jabari Smith Mm -hmm. uh, going against a one Victor Wembenyama. So much storylines here. We're just happy that basketball is back. Oh, my. It was was fun. It was fun. So excited. I'm excited. And, and y'all, it's such a great time to kind of get all of this out. We're so excited. Um, So much in store um, in regards for our Rockets, our content. Kind of, kind of, it kind of teased a little, a little things here and there. Maybe some, something, there be some changes on our show, some positive changes, and uh, maybe segments that we may be able to weave and plug into here and there, um, to kind of keep this fresh and going as our, as our fans and um, our listeners continue to grow along with us. GM, let's go ahead and close here. Any last thoughts and words before we close here on a. Uh, Tuesday night, a successful Tuesday night. Yeah. Rockets and Astros uh, rack up dubs. Yo, it was a great game. Everyone tuned in Thursday. Uh, thank you to everyone for supporting us. So, yeah, it was a great win for the Rockets. Uh, how about this? Let's close it out with, first of all, if you guys enjoy this, I know uh, the commission said in the beginning, but everyone super kick that subscribe button on Apollo HOU YouTube so you can watch all of our episodes on youtube uh but make sure to follow me on twitter at jp underscore mirabueno follow the podcast on twitter and tiktok at summit s-o-m-p-o-d follow the podcast on instagram at summit state of mind underscore p-o-d make sure to follow our people our team at apollo nba and our overall family over at apollo h-o-u you can give me a follow as well on twitter at summit commish shout outs to our apollo podcast network that's continued to kill the game cj stroud is him if you love all texans content we 
have you guys want to follow? Have you guys? That didn't even make sense. I'm trying to get my word. I'm I'm in preseason form, obviously, from what you can tell. <laughs> we want each and every one of y'all for Texans fan. Go ahead and follow at Apollo Texans off the gridiron. They are just killing it right now with all the CJ Stroud content that you need. Uh, look, Beyond the Diamond, the crown jewel of Houston Astros podcasts and shows available on the Apollo Podcast Network. Follow them as they continue the hunt for the third overall championship, the reigning defending uh, MLB World Series champs right now trying to defend that crown. Give them mm-hmm. a follow for all your Houston Astros needs. Um, shout out to the One Take Podcast. Our, uh, if you love music, TV shows, movies, they got you covered on all the reviews, all the good, the bad, and the ugly. And we do appreciate each and every one of y'all for giving us your first listen for all Houston Rockets content as these episodes are going to continue to pour out as the games start to progress luckily we did not none of us got ejected four minutes into this uh episode i'm very happy about that thank but goodness i don't care what anyone says dylan brooks is my villain okay he's my villain so there you I, go. no he's he's our villain I that's guess. that's the way that we roll yeah can i buy you into doing this yet nope He's like, it's a, now it's a hard pass, right? It's not gonna happen. God damn it! Okay, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna track this, guys. Okay, we're gonna see what game we can finally get him to do that. Maybe like, one legitimate. day we'll see. We're gonna make it happen. We're gonna make it happen. So we appreciate each and every one of y'all for listening uh, to us. Continue to follow us. Uh, episode, I think, one seventy seven is officially in the books as we march closer to two hundred. We appreciate each and every one of y'all once again. Uh, we're gonna end this episode as we end every episode as our producer gives us the go home cue here. Go Rockets. Oh, no. See, that's how you know I'm in preseason form. <laughs> yeah. Go Summit. Go Apollo. And last but not least, Houston Rockets end the night on a W with their very first preseason game. Go Rockets. The Summit. Four, 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 four. Five.